0: The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may
1: appear as live Welcome to hope reigns a show brought to you by eight days of hope Where we share god-sized stories from the mission field all around the country now Here are your hosts steve tiber and mike fiela
2: Welcome back to another weekend edition of hope reigns a broadcast of eight days of hope My name is steve tiber I am one of the leaders of 8 Days Hope, hanging out with another leader of 8 Days Hope, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike is in the house. Well,
0: good morning. Let me go back. Good, week good, and-
2: good, good afternoon on the East Coast. <laughs> okay. Good morning in Central's time zone and whatever that means on the West Coast. But go ahead, Mike.
0: What's... What's this uh, a weekend edition? <laughs> are we on during the week and I didn't know it? I, don't know. I just want to see.
2: I'm sorry. I just want to see if you were listening.
0: Oh. And, and
2: I, I knew you were because you turned around and gave me that eyebrow. Well, like, Steve, what are you doing there? I'm the just... weekend edition. No, there's no <laughs> weekly edition. But we are thankful. Today, our goal is simple. We want to share some God-sized stories from the mission field. Eight days of hope. We traveled the country recently. In the last six weeks, we've been to Kentucky, helping out families with the flooding in eastern Kentucky. We've been in Texas, Mike, as mm. you know, for almost two months, yes. helping out people fix their pipes after the recent ice freeze. And recently, Mike, we were in Birmingham, Alabama, because of the tornadoes.
0: And we got some great stories to share. Uh, and if you've missed a, a broadcaster, so go go to the website and you can click on media and you can listen to some of the past shows and just get caught up with what what God is doing in these days
2: during a pandemic yes do you know mike that today in multiple states god has allowed eight days of hope to receive tractor trailers of food yes that we are partnering with about 150 churches in iowa ohio new york and elsewhere and these churches are then delivering that food to families in need we're almost at four million dollars in 2021 dollars worth of food given to the local church. Mike, mm. that wasn't part of the plan, but isn't it amazing how God opened I, that door?
0: I'm telling you, and you always use I, this word pivot. If you don't keep your uh, your eyes open, your heart open, and blessed of the flexible in spirit, they'll see God. I, that's not really a scripture verse, but we have to live like that because... over almost $4 million worth of food. I mean, just think about the families that are impacted and the blessing that we are able to receive by giving it and the churches that we connect with, 150.
2: Yeah. That's that's crazy. And and that's what I love, Mike. You know, eight days old, our, 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 you know, our goal is to work through the local church because we're all over the place. We right. are. right? And and yet the local church in the ministry world is so important. And so local churches in Western New York, uh, in Ohio, different parts of Ohio, the Cleveland area, the Akron Canton area, Cincinnati, uh, in Iowa, and a couple different cities, including where our Midwest satellite is located in Cedar Rapids. You know, every week somebody is getting a box of food delivered by somebody who loves Jesus. And the stories that are coming out, the notes. Right. So we got a note last week that in Buffalo, New York, where our Northeast satellite is, someone got food and they just said very simply, and they sent this note to the church, and the church wanted to see us. And she said simply, this week I had to make a decision. I either feed mm-hmm. myself and my son or I don't pay the rent. Oh, my. Oh, my. And, and Mike, brother, I, you know, we're not millionaires. I get it. Sure. But I know that today I'm going to eat pretty good at the end of the day. There's Mm going to be a meal at home waiting for me. Right. But not everyone's in that same situation. Yeah. And yet what I love is that these churches have said yes to partner with Eight Days of Hope, and they're there right there on the front lines meeting a very basic but important need.
0: And that is what we always, and you'll hear on the show, folks, all the time, the hands and the feet of Jesus we can't be every place. We can be a conduit that can get these supplies and food to the local church. So we would say to the local church, and I know you're doing it, but you step up when these opportunities are there because these folks are going to come to know Christ and their lives are going to be changed, and so will yours, because you've had an opportunity to serve.
2: Amen. We're going to be doing that for the upcoming week. So, um, you know, as, as most of our listeners know, uh, we started 15 years ago, this ministry called Eight Days of Hope. We're based in Tupelo, Mississippi, where we have a facility there uh, with equipment that travels on a moment's notice when a natural disaster hits. We also have a Northeast satellite in Buffalo, New York. And Mike, we just opened up our Midwest satellite just a couple months ago and just closed on that facility. We had some donors who were very generous to provide that facility to us yeah. through their donation. And now um, we're in the Midwest, Mike. And mm. we think we we hate that we're needed, but every year in the Midwest, there's tornado after sure. tornado, flooding after flooding, every single week, it feels like.
0: And you've been at that facility recently. Now, I haven't, that's the only one I haven't been at. Oh, yet. really? When I hear it's gorgeous. I, I know the, uh, it's just been a lot of work's gone into it. Like you said, a lot of donors have stepped up and, uh, so how is the facility looking from your perspective? <laughs>
2: it's look, well, I'm glad you asked, Mike. It, you know, it is looking good. The volunteers have painted it. We've put in brand new lights. We some office space. We have a beautiful conference room. It's it's simple, but it's elegant, if that makes sense. So yeah. it's not over the top. Sure. Uh, we're, we're churches and people can come in. We can show them videos. And, and we're doing some training. Mm-hmm. I know we have some chainsaw training going on, I think, in about 10 days in Cedar Rapids where okay. we're going to be pouring into some of our leaders to uh, to help them. Uh, continue in their leadership growth as well. Mike, as you know, you can't do something across the nation of this size with a staff of four people, Mm -hmm. unless volunteer leaders are leading the effort. And they are, Mike. They're amazing.
0: I'll say what you are doing with a staff of four (laughs) people. uh...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, you're right. But my point is, these leaders are amazing. And today, we are blessed. We have another leader joining us today, uh, he's been with uh, with us, I think, one other time. Harold Dawson. Yes, yeah. Harold uh, has a construction background. Not all of our leaders do, but he does, and he has been really involved in our Safe House Construction Ministry, where we build a facility or renovate a facility for free for a ministry providing hope to those rescued from and sex, sex trafficking. trafficking. Right. So he, mm. he's very valuable, and he too recently was in Alabama helping out families in need after the tornadoes.
0: Great guy. Looking forward to the interview. I saw him last when he was in Buffalo working on a safe house. And uh, just a sweet spirit. And I remember walking into the facility, and he's like a big bear. a big bear. We, we, we could still yeah. hug back then. I mean, it was yeah, a big right. bear hug and just a, a great guy. You folks are going to enjoy him.
2: Yeah, he'll be joining with us in a couple of minutes. He attends one of our, our national partner churches, New Point Community Church in uh, – Amish country in Ohio. You can say that, right? Yeah, Amish country Amish. down in Ak- Akron, Canton, beautiful area. My son lives in that area. Did yeah. you know that?
0: I I wasn't sure. I knew he's yeah in New Ohio. Philadelphia,
2: Ohio is where he lives, and um, which is good because a lot of our leaders are from Ohio.
0: Now that's not too far from where he got married down there, right? You're right. Yeah, when, yep. when my wife and I drove to uh, to the barn, to the barn, it was a gorgeous, <laughs> gorgeous part of the country.
2: Oh, yeah. it is. I tell you, Ohio, that part of Ohio. I mean, all of Ohio, but that part of Ohio sure. is just beautiful. Some rolling hills and, um, again, a couple of our national partners, Provia, makers of building material products. Okay. Go to Provia.com if you're looking for windows, doors, <laughs> roofing, or uh, some manufactured veneer stone. Mike, they make the best doors in the world.
0: That was a great segue into that. You know That
2: <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't planned, listeners. That no, wasn't it wasn't. Planned. No, it wasn't. Welcome to Hope Rains, It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Today we're going to be talking to Harold Dawson in just a couple minutes. Harold's going to be sharing some guys. God's side stories from the mission field. If you know nothing about eight days of hope, hang out with us, grab a cup of coffee, um, run over to the local uh, donut shop and grab a donut for Mike and I, um, I knew that we, we've had, it. we've had our fair share this week, <laughs> haven't we Mike? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just hang out with us and hear, hear a God's side story from the mission field. Yeah. It's so important, Mike. For the listeners who can't travel, Mm -hmm. uh, either because of the pandemic or because of their situation, to be able to still be plugged in ministries that are making a difference. Not because of us, but because of him in us. Well,
0: like we always say, you can first and number one, pray. Oh, please do. If you can volunteer... Get on the website, get your email uh, listed with us, and you'll get some information, and then you can donate also.
2: Yeah, and and, and I've never done this in three years, but let me throw out some prayer requests for the ministry. So maybe you've heard of Eight Days of Hope, you volunteered, uh, you listen every single week. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, some prayer requests. I'm going to ask for uh, some prayer for the leaders for some wisdom. We've had some unique things going on around us, Mike, recently. You know how like the enemy sees the ministry moving and he starts to attack like it, you know. right? So pray, pray for wisdom for us as as we have continued to try to make some decisions, um, and and have been the last month or so. Secondly, you know we're believing that God is going to open up some doors for us to take people large groups of people in 2021. And we're talking to some organizations in Texas, in Louisiana, in Iowa. Our hope and goal, Mike, is that God will open the door for us to do a rebuild trip like we did before the pandemic down in Houston help out after Hurricane Harvey. Oh, yes. Um, Lastly, selfishly, I'm just going to ask that we continue to pray for our leadership team, the 180 leaders. These leaders, Mike, 99% Ninety-nine percent of them are all volunteers, mm-hmm. but I'm going to pray a hedge of protection around them, their family, their That's walk right. with the Lord, that they would continue to use their gifts to uh, to be a glimpse of Jesus.
0: It is so important because when you're doing an effective work for God, there is an enemy out there that is trying to uh, get you distracted, yeah. trying to get you all you know just thrown off track. Stay on target. And you know, God, God will show us a way.
2: And that, in that word, let's talk about that for a minute before we go to our, our first break. Distraction, you know, mm-hmm. ministries right now with the pandemic and everything else going on in the world. And there's some; these are unique times. Right? Can we agree on that? Absolutely, listeners. Can we agree this? These are unique times. Um, the enemy would love to divide the church. The enemy would like to cause challenges within the church. More than ever, we need to stay in God's word. We need to be That's praying right. to God, talking That's to right. Him, listening to Him, following the lead of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're trying to do at Eight Days of Hope. So, yep. yes, there's a pandemic. Do we do it differently, Mike? Absolutely. Do we have protocols in place? Absolutely. We have to, yeah. But we're still serving, sure. trying to be a light sure. in a dark world.
0: Well, I remember last week's interview with, with, with Eva. She had said something when she came to volunteer, knowing that there's different backgrounds, on all these different situations and issues. She said, well, just drop all that stuff and focus in on Christ. Mm. So, folks, we need to... Drop all the distractions. Yes, we're conscious of the the times that we're in and some of the protocols we got to follow. But uh, focus in on Christ. He will show us a way.
2: You know, the the word distraction, uh, you and I have talked about recently due to some things, even in churches around where we live, there's some things going on. And you're like, you know, right now... um, that word, distraction, you know, I've, I'm encouraging our leaders and I'm, and I'm encouraging myself because you can right. do that. Okay, Don't get distracted. God's mm-hmm. called you to do something. God's called the ministry to do something. That's He's right. called Mike Phil to do something. If God's called you to do something, mm-hmm. continue to do it unashamedly of the gospel That's right. with passion and, and yes, be prayed up and, and, and be ready because there is a target on your back, but God hasn't changed Mike. He still sits on the throne. And, and he will sure. f- forever.
0: And if you get the thought process because of what's going on around you, I can't. Remember this. He, he can. Ooh. And stay, just stay, stay on that. Stay on the calling. He's going to be faithful.
2: We're going to close on that word of wisdom right there because I was praying for wisdom. You just gave me some right there. Uh, right. He can Amen. Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the East Coast. We want to thank uh, the listeners listening today in the state of Iowa. We love you guys so much. Um, stay tuned to what's going on with 8 Hope as we look to come back and maybe help out in Cedar Rapids with the recent... Windstorm, but also want to give a special shout out to our friends in Kansas. You know, we get texts every week. I do. Uh, I get a text here and there every week from Kansas uh, just saying, hey, we, we enjoy Eight Days of Hope. We enjoy Hope Rains. And so I want to give a shout out to uh, our friends, including in Ottawa, Kansas, Ooh, where I went to Ottawa. college at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I got a couple of friends on Facebook saying, you Steve, we listen every week.
0: And you did graduate, right?
2: <laughs> yes, Mike, but it took me a little longer than most. So let's not bring that up, all right? Because those student loans are finally paid off okay. you know, 30 okay. years ago. That's but anyways, good. hey, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Rains, It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. At 8 Days of Hope, we're going to partner with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we'll bring skilled volunteer professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility so that more can be rescued and receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual help they need. For more information on how you can get involved with our Safe House Construction Ministry, please email us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com or go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. hope Rains a broadcast of eight days of hope my name is steve tyber and i'm a friend of mike fiela and he's sitting next to me and he's the co-host mike <laughs>
0: oh man we have so much fun i'm friends of mike Fiella. Oh, i am I'm, hi my name is mike fiela i'm friends with uh, steve no, tyber no, no. uh, when i tell I, people i, I know getting, mike
2: fiela man i get like a free coffee and something <laughs> seriously i've had people like you know mike Fiella, yes i do oh my you know i my. feel like i should be asking you for an autograph for them or something but <laughs> (laughs) But put it on a check and make it out to me and I'll give it to him. How's that?
0: I got to think about that one. No, I got to pray about that one. No, I'm just Uh, kidding. Uh, Love you, you, man.
2: Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope where we try to share some God-side stories from the mission field. And boy, oh boy, we've got one of our magnificent leaders, uh, one of God's leaders with us today, Harold Dawson from the beautiful state of Ohio, the Buckeye State. Harold, good morning, brother. How are you?
3: Great. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Steve. Good
2: morning. So, Harold, you've been on the show one other time, uh, maybe a while back, but um, let's give the listeners a little bit update of kind of who you are, what you did for a living, your family life, and then maybe bridge into how you heard of Eight Days of Hope. All right.
3: I spent 45 years doing construction work, and look at that now as I spent years training to do what God wanted me to do now. Um, I started with, with Eight Days of Hope in 2013, and kind of by accident, I heard they were having it, and I thought well, it might be kind of cool to do a mission trip one time. I went once, and I got hooked. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a wife named Michelle. We've been married 10 years. I have a son and two stepdaughters, and we're, we're getting blessed with lots of grandbabies. So life's pretty good <laughs> here at
2: home. <laughs> Mm. And, and and so you heard of eight days hope from a local church or from yeah a friend i was a,
3: yeah i had two friends that had gone to the trip the year before i went to laplace in 2013 they went the year before and they just wouldn't shut up about it i mean they thought <laughs> it was the best well it wouldn't and so i was a, i was a mentor out of church and uh they came in one night and said they were going to a meeting for about an eight days of hope trip so i got up and went to the meeting with them and And I've been hooked ever since.
0: So, Harold, your first experience was in March 2013. Uh, What was that like when you finally said, yes, I'm going, you get in the car, you pull into Laplace, and you open the car door, what did you experience from that point on?
3: (laughs) I wasn't ready for any of it. I want to tell you guys the truth. The first time that I went, I thought I was uh, something special. I had 35, 40 years of construction (laughs) experience. And guys I was going there to show everybody what I knew how to do. Oh, wow. that, that no, that is not what happened. Guys, I was so humbled and 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 so blown away by the people there and and how much we could share Jesus and how much effect they had on our lives versus that, you know, I was going down there to save them. Look what they did to me. Mm-hmm.
2: Man, Harold, we hear that all the time. I mean, Mm -hmm. last week, Eva, you know, was talking about that. You know, you go on a missions trip, and you might be physically tired when you leave. Your heart's full, and you're changed forever. I mean, so was that your first mission trip ever?
3: Uh, uh, I've always wanted to help people here, and I knew someday I would. I just never expected Jesus to be involved in the equation.
0: Mm. So— Let's dive right into this aspect of it. 45 years of construction experience. Um, what started breaking down because now you, you have a, you do have a lot of knowledge. Now you get on the job site and all of a sudden there's somebody' thinking different than you, maybe acting out a little different than you. How do you handle that? What goes through your mind and what do you do?
3: You now, I, I spent 45 years and most of my, most of my 45 years I was uh, the leader on projects. So, leading people is not something new to me, right. but what it is, is so much easier to lead people that have one common goal. We go to these events, and everybody loves Jesus, and everybody is just willing to do whatever you ask them to do. Try to find that in the real world. So, life is easier in the mission field. Than it is in
2: the real world. Wow! There you go, listeners. So, if you're thinking about going on a mission trip, <laughs> there's our ad right there. Life gonna, is easier. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna splice that, dice it, and send that out. And then, by the way, uh, we're talking to Harold Dawson here on Hope Rains, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. His first mission trip with Eight Days of Hope was after Hurricane, not a hurricane, but Lake Potatrain flooded into Laplace, and he went down there. And and you just said it. You just said it, Harold. And I've heard you say this so many times. You know, on the fifth or sixth or eighth day of a rebuilding trip, or on the 12th or 13th or 14th day on our safe house construction ministry that we'll get into in a minute. But you always talk about, Steve, this doesn't happen in the construction world. This only can happen because of God.
3: You know, one of the things that I say all the time, and I think it's become my logo now things we do are not humanly possible. They're not. You can't do it with a construction crew, but you can do it with 50 people who love Jesus.
2: Hmm. You broke up there for a minute, but what he said, Mike, is these mm. things you can't. You can't humanly right. do these. And, and you know, I think about the project, um, Mike. As you know, we started a new arm in the ministry where we're building safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. Harold, you had the uh, the responsibility of leading 55 people uh, to renovate. I mean, literally got out from end of the building to the other end of the building, 17,000 square feet. And you did it in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we partnered with Frank and Linda Reich. Frank coaches the Colts. Linda is his beautiful bride. Uh, we partnered with Not Today. Uh, why don't you talk to the listeners a little bit about that project, leading 55 people, being given a building, and being asked to do something in a little over two weeks, three weeks' time that would cost – probably a million dollars or more to do elsewhere.
3: Yeah, when when I first started, when I first got involved with that project in Indianapolis, I said, there's no way, there's just no way. <laughs> I remember.
2: my I remember. I, I
3: told you right up front, there's no way we could do it. Well, we got there and, and there was even less ready than was supposed to be ready when we got there. So it even got worse. <laughs> Guys, we prayed about it, we talked about it, we made plans. We had 55 50 people there that nobody had ever done commercial construction work, and, and all the stuff that goes along with it. Before we got out of there, guys, everybody knew how to build walls, buds. We had drywallers that understood the difference between metal and wood. And I don't know how it happens, guys. It's not us. I'm really not that smart, mm. but but it happened. And in 17 or 18 days, it was a new building.
2: Yeah, that, that was amazing. I mean, that I mean, you step back and you look in that video, uh, and we're going to take a break here in a minute. Maybe a little bit earlier. Harold, we're having a little problem with our connection. I don't know if you're moving around or you're in a metal building, but um, um, and, and thank you for 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 doing all you can to to stay in that one spot so we keep that connection. But you know, it's amazing, Mike, when you look back at that project and that mm-hmm. video is sure. on our YouTube channel where we show a seventeen thousand square foot building being renovated from start to finish. And, and there's a video uh, in there, Harold, that does a fast time piece where, where it's it's not in real time. Um, let's try this again before we take a break. But but t- tell the listeners a little a little of what was done in those three weeks down in Indianapolis. Okay, is this a little better now? It is, thank you. Alright,
3: All right. when we went there it, it was a building that needed gutted, we needed to put all the walls in there. Uh, we had a guy Dale showed up to do time-lapse photography of the whole project, and he set cameras up all over the place. One of the coolest things I've ever been involved with is we got when we got done, we got to stand there and look and say, wow, and, and we could see it happening, man. It was – I don't know where the idea came from, but guys. It was cool. Uh, so we had 50 people there, and all of which were skilled people, but not all of which were – used to doing commercial work. So a whole new thing for all of us. And the best part was that everybody there was willing to learn. And they give you the kind of respect that it takes to show them how to do things and get on and trust them to do it and go on and do something else. It was just amazing. I still, to today, cannot believe that we were able to accomplish everything we accomplished those two weeks and then going back a third week to finish.
0: So, Harold, you're a movie star now, huh?
3: So Well, there's nobody beating the door (laughs) down.
2: So, NFL Films came out and did a spot on the Ministry of Not Today. And, of course, uh, it showed Eight Days of Hope volunteers, um, you included, working so hard on that project. You know, I'm amazed, Harold. You know, God has allowed us to do over $54 million of work for free. In the name of Jesus, for families after natural disasters who were affected or safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking. There hasn't been one thing we've done that, I mean, if, if, if I'm given a week to live and I'm laying in my deathbed and I'm thinking back of those God moments, that was a God moment watching volunteers, yes, they were skilled, working together to finish in an amazing project in about three weeks of time amazing
3: yeah i i still can't believe even being part of it that we were able to pull that off in three weeks of time uh guys god was with us i mean there's just no way you can do that without the help all
2: right so mike Mm -hmm. harold's being modest so it wasn't just gutting the building it was putting up new walls doing Mm -hmm. new electrical new lights a commercial kitchen Mm. flooring from edge to edge in the entire building painting the outside building landscaping Oh, Doing some HVAC work, HVAC work some plumbing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and on. And I, I came and worked, Harold. You know, I normally don't get to work. But, Mike, I'll tell you, Harold loved being my boss. I, I, he really did. He really did. Hey, I'm looking forward to it again. <laughs> Harold, you did an amazing job. And you know what he did, Mike? Mm. He separated the, the building in sections and responsibilities, asked one person to lead the drywall, one person to lead the painting, one person to lead uh, the building of the walls, one person in charge of the flooring, and he went around and served them, okay, and he did so, it in excellence.
0: So I'm looking for some practical how-tos. How did this get done so fast? That's a key point there. Delegating is a leader, delegating to those that you can just say, okay, now you take care of that, and just checking up on them, giving them the supplies or whatever is necessary. So what an awesome concept. Harold, is that one of, of the reasons that, you think it got done faster or what?
3: Hey, one of the reasons it got done so fast is everybody everybody there believed, and we have so many great leader, leaders yes. in Eight Days of Hope. Mm-hmm. We have 181 leaders across this country, and no matter where we go, what project we're doing, we have I don't know how it happens every time, but the right ones show up for yeah, us to be able oh to do the things we need to do. It, it, it just works.
2: Well, on the East Coast, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us in North Carolina and down in Georgia as well. We appreciate it. You're listening to Hope Rains. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. We share guy-sized stories from the mission field. We just left Alabama last week. In a couple minutes, we'll be talking to our guest, Harold Dawson. who's one of our volunteer leaders. He not only helps lead building safe houses for those rescued from sex trafficking and gets paid nothing to do it, Mike, Mm. but he also was in Alabama. So, you know, Harold, what I love about you is, is you're willing to do anything, you're always saying yes. Hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I
3: think that's what we're supposed to do. I, there was a time when I said, ask me. Just ask? Hmm. Well, okay. I, I get asked now. <laughs> and and, I, and hopefully, I hope I never learn how to say no. Hmm. Guys, this is the best part of my life. I have a great home life, but I'm telling you, when you get out and serve, and you know you're making a difference. You can't have any better life.
0: But now Harold is a missionary. Explain a little bit of that how that program yeah, works.
2: So Harold Dawson and um, you know he travels the country and and if somebody wants to help Harold uh, with some expenses, so he doesn't have to tap into his his uh, retirement fund um, and and. Social security and the other things. I don't even know if he's old enough for that yet because this guy works like a 30-year-old kid. My oh, yes, gosh, yes. such a hard worker. But there's ways you can sow into them. Uh, and you can go to our website, 8dayshope.com, click on Missionaries, and you'll see a, a picture of, of Harold. Harold, um, you're in Ohio, and you, you, know, you just came back from Alabama, and, and you were in Mississippi helping out with a safe house, and you were in Buffalo, New York, and you were in Texas. And brother... Oh my gosh! The miles that you are putting on to do kingdom work is amazing.
3: The last fifteen months, uh, thirty-two thousand miles.
2: Thirty-two thousand miles. But who's counting? Yeah. I love it. Well, I love it. I have to keep track. Yeah, no, I, I know you do. I'm kind of, I'm kind of playing
0: there. But. So let me ask Carol. Uh, out of all those places, besides Buffalo, what was the best food that you ate? Oh yeah, good question.
2: <laughs> Come on, man.
3: Best food. All right. My favorite is when we go to uh Texas. I was just down and did some work for Elijah Rising. That was one of our sex trafficking outreaches and we went back to do a little bit of work. Right. And they got some barbecue down around there. Man, that's that's where I want to. <laughs> that's what so, I'm talking.
2: So 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 I know we got to go to break, but so Harold, you know, our first project ever was Elijah Rising and with the recent ice freeze in Texas, they called Eight Days of Hope and said, Hey, you know, you renovated these two beautiful buildings. Thank you so much. But the plumbing that goes from the street to the building that you didn't even touch acted up. And oh, by the way, the other house that you didn't work on because it was done, we had a problem there. And Harold said, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> now I know why, Harold. You're going for the brisket. There you go. I
3: actually think there's a smokehouse there that has the best
2: sausage. (laughs) Oh man, she saved like six. She 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 just sent me an email the other day. Says Steve, the ministry saved us about fifty thousand dollars, and she's you know she Micah, unbelievable, right? What a great leader. Leaders out there. Go ahead. Uh, Go ahead, Harold. Yeah,
3: you know what the coolest part of that trip was. We had three guys that went there and helped me to do that project that I'd have never met before. Mm. And it was amazing, count the chemistry after one day. Amazing the amount of work we got done. Three people I'd never met before. And remember when I told you before, we always get the right people? Yeah. We get the right people.
2: Now, did they all have the same first names? But no, two of them did. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> th- I thought you had John, John, and John. Dan, I Dan, thought... Dan, and Dave. Okay, all right. Oh, that's right. It was three Ds. All right. Dan, yeah. Dan, and Dave. I get it. Anyways, yeah. hey, we're talking to Harold Dawson here on Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. This is not a food show. We're not talking about brisket and, and all this stuff. But, you know, when you travel with the ministry, we feed you really good. And Harold Dawson was down in Texas, uh, not only helping out Elijah Rising. I think you're going back, though, to do some window installs. I, 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 I know now why you go. You love Elijah Rising, but the food is right behind him. Oh, yes.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but even if if I didn't get to eat the whole time
2: I was down there, I'd still go. I know, I know. (laughs) All right, hey, we're going to take a break. Thank you for joining us today. We're sharing God-sized stories from the mission field. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Harold Dawson, who just recently left Alabama. Uh, Birmingham, Alabama had some tornadoes about two, three weeks ago, a lot of damage, and unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Uh, just gosh, it breaks your heart, Mm -hmm. loss of life as well. When we come back, we'll talk to Harold about that outreach with Eight Days of Hope. But again, thank you for joining us. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
1: Eight Days of Hope thanks Provia for their support. Provia is a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia combines automation with human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More information about the variety of products is available at Provia.com. That's P R O V I A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope.
2: 8 Days of Hope exists to love and serve those in need. Over the past 15 years, over 40,000 volunteers have served over 7,000 families after natural disasters. We've also renovated and rebuilt facilities to bring hope and healing to those rescued from sex trafficking. At 8 Days of Hope, we travel coast to coast in the name of Jesus to minister to the brokenhearted. For more information, as always, please visit our website, 8daysofhope.com.
1: Eight Days of Hope is now located in three different areas around the country.
2: Our national headquarters is located in Tupelo, Mississippi. Our Northeast satellite is in Buffalo, New York, and our Midwest satellite just opened up in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. God has provided three facilities for us to respond on a moment's notice to love and serve those in need. We would love to add additional monthly partners as we continue to grow. If you're interested in supporting 8 Days of Hope, please click on the Donate tab on our website at 8daysofhope.com.
1: Please consider supporting 8 Days of Hope today. The
0: Sparrows now worry about tomorrow.
3: tree that's planted by the water isn't fazed by
2: the fire so why should i be cause you take Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella on the food show this week, talking with Harold <laughs> Dawson, one of our volunteer leaders. We, we spent a little time, Mike, on that last segment about food. And I'll tell you, though, we're kidding and we're laughing, but when you travel with the Ministry of Eight Days of Hope, you do get an opportunity to have a beef on whack in Buffalo, New York, or you get to have some Cajun food down in Laplace, Louisiana, oh, yes. or you get to have some brisket down in Texas.
0: I had those uh, in in Louisiana, those Cajun... uh, Crawfish. Crawfish, that's what it was. Tell me
2: you bit the head off.
0: I didn't know what I was doing at first. But when I figured out everybody was laughing at me, I was doing something wrong. Uh,
2: you're the one that was crunching. You're supposed to bite the head off, oh, Anyways, okay. Anyways, today we're sharing some God-sized stories from the mission field. Eight Days of Hope in the last six weeks has been to Kentucky, helping out the families in need from the flooding that happened. We've been in Texas that Harold was talking about, our guest, a little bit earlier. And just last week, we left Alabama serving uh, about 50 families Over a 10-day span. And, Harold, you were down there. Now, you had a different role on this trip because a lot of the trips, you're the ultimate, and I say that with a capital U because you're an all-star, but the ultimate day-to-day leader. But this time, you were serving under another leader uh, overseeing the jobs. Tell the listeners a little bit about a rapid response trip. What happens when 8 Days Hope goes to a tornado site right away?
3: Okay, the first thing we do is we find a place where we can set up and we can have a home base, and then we send out people to start doing assessments, which they go around the community and they they find houses where people are in need that we can go there and work, and we create job orders for every one of them, and then we match up the volunteers we have with the things that need to be done in the community. We do so in such a way that we try to get to everything that we have assessed while we were there so that we don't have a lot of people disappointed when we don't make it. It's a pretty good balance in there to get the amount of assessments, the amount of people working, and and come out pretty close in the end.
0: So how does it work? You're leading and leading and leading, and then you go to another area, and you're actually working under a leader. Uh, I I probably know the answer to this, but uh, what was a different vibe for you uh, under that circumstance?
3: No, the the deal was it was great to work underneath Don down there. He's a great leader. And you know what? I don't know everything. I can spend time. I don't mind learning off everybody. And I don't. And I learned a lot of valuable things being there over the last week. And it's just great. You know, it's kind of nice, guys, to go to a job and not be the ultimate leader. You
2: know it, 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 It's a nice break. I can relate. So so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to tell on myself, Mike. So you know me. <laughs> yeah. The one thing I like to do is paint. Mm-hmm. And Harold was leading the Not Today project in Indianapolis with Frank and Linda Reich in that 17,000-square-foot building. So I bring my 18-inch roller on the plane with me. <laughs> Cause I can't wait to show all these. Guys. So I was like Harold on his first trip with eight days. op I'm going to show everyone how this 18 inch roller works and I'm going to blast it out. So I show up, I wear my shorts that has like all the paint that I've ever used in the last 15 years. Um, they still fit because you know, you, you can pop a button and add a button. But anyways, um, so, so, so I get there and I have my painting clothes on. I said, Harold, I'm ready. Where do you want me? I'm ready to lead a team. He goes, Oh, thanks for coming, Steve. I need you to run three errands. You need to go to this store and get this. You need to go do this and do this. And I said, Are you serious? He goes, Yeah, yeah. I said, Oh, oh, okay, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Do you remember that, Harold? And how much did yep, you enjoy yes, that? Yes, I
3: do. It, it wasn't enjoyable. And what I tell you all the time is that's the cool part about these trips is even if you go there expecting to do one thing and they ask you to do something else, you're more than happy to do it. So, and that's why it works.
0: So so that picture of Steve <laughs> with a roller that I saw posted was
2: staged. No, 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 no. He,
3: no, oh, oh, no, 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 no. If, <laughs> later on in the week, we let him paint. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Somewhere okay, he, I got it. couldn't mess
2: anything up. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Steve, <laughs> so you know they don't think you know how to paint when they say, Steve, see that closet in that storage room <laughs> down the hallway that will only go in once a year? Why don't you do that first, and we'll kind of check on you. <laughs> Uh, but, Harold, you did get me, you did allow me to do a little bit more than that, but Harold, so yeah. you you lead a lot of different personalities. I mean, you do. So you have leaders of of organizations, of con- construction companies, of ministries, they come and they serve. How hard is it dealing with all the different personalities?
3: Well, I've had a lot of years of leadership experience, and I don't struggle with it very much. Occasionally I do, but the good part about what we do is everybody's of one mind when we get there. Uh, I have never noticed competition in any of our oh. outreaches when we go do it. You ask somebody to do something, and they're more than happy to do it. And and I, I did that with Adam at the Safe House of Tupelo. He was the ultimate leader on that one, and I worked under him. It was a cool one. I mean, just yeah. tell me what you need to be, have done, and I'll do it.
2: You know what I was going to do, try to do, Mike? I was going to try to get a hold of Adam before that job and, okay. and say, hey, when Harold comes, just tell him, hey, there's a closet at the end of the hallway. <laughs> and I really want you to paint that <laughs> just to kind of get him back. But I didn't pull my card out and did not pull that title thing. And I just yeah. kind of let it be, you know, like it.
0: Well, like I got a shout out to, to Harold, though. I, I saw you on a project and there were some some content, uh, contentious moments of things going on. But I walked in and I saw a smile on your face and a bear hug that you offered me and the conversation we had and the prayer we had. And I said, this is a man of God that has been called for this moment. And the way you handle that as a leader was a great example, especially for the younger guys and, and, and ladies that are coming up and, and watching leadership like yours. So hats off to you and the God that you're serving.
3: Well, thank you, Mike. But I think that your attitude's contagious. If you, Put out the right attitude on your job. Everybody else gets it.
2: Yeah, and you're right. And as being the leader of of some of those outreaches, you know, so many of our uh, volunteer leaders are given leader responsibilities. People watch how you handle. I said this many times, Mike. How you handle that stress, that tension, that pressure. You know, at the end of the day, it's easy to lead when things are going great. Mm. But true leaders are defined of how they handle all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Harold, you've done a lot of things with Eight Days of Hope, and again, welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. If you're uh, listening today, um, would you pray for us as we continue to serve those in need after natural disasters and those affected by human disasters, those rescued from sex trafficking? Secondly, would you volunteer? Go to our website, submit your email address, and you can you can meet Harold in person. You can get a picture made with Harold. That's what we that's what we say down south. Let, let's make a picture together. No, it's take a picture. But, anyways, when do we start a yeah, photo booth? I didn't it, know. It, and thirdly, would you consider a donation? Uh, you can send a, a donation to our P.O. Box. It's on our website, Facebook page, or you can donate online. Harold, you've done a lot of different things with Eight Days of Hope. Think back on all the memories. What's the one memory that, if you had to hold on to for a long time, what's the one memory that you really kind of lean back on um, with Eight Days of Hope?
3: It was, uh, for me, it was in, on my first trip of Laplace, and I've told this story before, that uh, I would never been to New Orleans, and the Friday night before I was leaving, the whole group was going to New Orleans, and I was working in a house for a couple that didn't have water. So I had a choice. You know, I could go do something I wanted to do my whole life, or I could stay there and work late that night and get water into these people's house. Guys, that is defined. How I feel about eight days of hope. I know why we go places, and I'm there to help, and I'm sure you know what new Orleans New Orleans wasn't even important after I figured out wow this is this is making a difference, mm-hmm. so I still did eleven o'clock at night, and there was water in that house before I went home God. so and that's the way I look at everything we do mm-hmm. you know me, Steve I to the best of my ability, it's going to get tough oh, I know
2: I know it's It is. It is. Harold, um, you, uh, you are retired now, and you travel the country uh, with the ministry of Eight Days of Hope. We only have a couple of minutes left, but speak to the listener that is about to retire or is away a year away from retirement, and, and maybe they're gifted with their hands, and maybe they're not. Maybe they're a cook. Maybe they're someone that's less skilled, but they're good with IT or, or administration. Try to share with them why they should give Eight Days of Hope a chance to be a part of their retirement.
3: Okay, last week I served in Alabama, actually a week and a half, and we had so many people that were on that trip for the first time. And most of the people are my age, and some of them are even older. But just seeing them get it after the first day coming back in, the smiles on their faces, and, and seeing that, man, they got it. They understand why we do this, and they understand that we put Jesus first, and we really are a ministry to put Jesus first. The coolest part is these people go out and they get the realization that, man, this stuff's for real. We're making a difference in people's lives. If if, if you're of the age that I am and and you don't think you've fulfilled everything you want to do in your life, come with us. Mm. Man, it's fulfilling. I mean, I I can't imagine anything in this world that somebody can do that will give you a better feeling than what we do.
2: You know, Mike, think about Harold Dawson and think about the legacy sure. um, whenever God calls you home. And I hope it's not mm-hmm. for decades to come because mm-hmm. um, you're not only a workhorse, but you're, you've are you grown into a terrific uh, leader of many. But But Mike, legacy. I mean, mm-hmm. when I think of Harold, that's what I think of.
0: Absolutely. And his family, his friends, children, they're going to look at him and say, he did a great job all those years. That he had this business, but there's something different, something special. Mm. There's something that they're not going to be able to put their finger on, but it's going to cause them to want to search the same as Harold did and respond to the things of Christ. What that that's a legacy that, you know, it's it's God and it's responding to God and it's using your gifts. So certainly, if you're retired, uh, even if you got you're, you're still in the middle of you're operating your business. Right. Take the time out. Sure. Bring some of your uh, employees with you. Yeah. Your business will change. Your life will be changed. We see that. Your
3: life will never be the same.
0: There you go. It
2: won't took the words right out of Mike's mouth. He's nodding his head <laughs> up and down. He hit it. Good good, good job, Harold. Um, talking to Harold Dawson here on Hope Rains a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Um, we only have a minute left, Harold. Uh, I know that we're going to South Dakota in September to work on our sixth safe house for those rescued from sex trafficking. Why is it so important for you to use your gifts to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued?
3: It just breaks my heart to see everything that goes on out there. And and the thing that breaks my heart the most is even people close to me in my everyday life here at home don't understand. Right. They don't understand what an epidemic this is and how we as men contribute to that and how we can also contribute to making it better. Mm-hmm. So I hope that my legacy when, when, when I'm done and, and when I'm gone is people say he cared. He really cared about the people that were disadvantaged mm-hmm. yes. and being taken advantage of.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike. Why don't we um, Why don't we close? Um, why don't you pray for Harold and and Michelle and just a blessing over his family and I mean, what an amazing heart, Harold. I'm I am so thankful. You know, we don't talk about this enough, Mike. But the friendships, the deep friendships that are That's made right. doing right. ministry. I, I mean, I know this, Mike, and, and I want to get emotional. But if I called Harold right now and said, "Brother," I really need you Mm -hmm. at my house, or I need to talk to you, Harold would be there in a moment. I know that. In a moment. Mm. But pray for Harold in in that hedge of protection, if you don't mind, brother. Okay.
0: Father, what an honor and a privilege to know somebody like Harold and Michelle. Just just to— hear their stories and their life and how you are so faithful as they've answered that call. So we pray for them. We pray for the the physical needs that they have. We pray for the spiritual hedge of protection around them, for his leadership skills that God, that who knows what might be a conflict down the road that you're already going to prepare him to be able to handle. Uh, Financially, thank you for pouring out a, pouring out a blessing to support him and his wife as he goes. And thank you, God, for the example he has given to us, the friendship that he's given to us that we can just learn and grow in Christ with. Bless him in every way possible in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. You going to take a week off now, Harold? Or are you waiting, waiting for the next email?
3: <laughs> I I am headed to Mississippi tomorrow morning to be part of the training. Oh, that's
2: right, that's right. Why? why so I'm going to see you again this week. I love it. I love it. Good. Yep. Good. It's always fun seeing you. You want anything, You want anything, you Want any good food from Buffalo? <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> he wants that Texas brisket, man. That's what he wants. That's what he wants.
3: Actually, actually, there's a pretty good barbecue place right close to the warehouse there in Tupelo. I know.
2: I, I know there is. I know there is. <laughs> thank you, brother. Love you, man. God bless you. All right, love both you guys. Thank you. Right, Harold Dawson, one of the 180 volunteer leaders. Did you hear that, Mike? Volunteer, volunteer leaders. Yeah. Travels the country. He's going to Tupelo this week to get some training in. And he, I mean, on a moment's notice, he's gone. Sure. He's there. I mean, it's
0: amazing. I I just love his the spirit of look at I I've been in a business for over forty five years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show all these people this, but the hum the humbleness the the really I can use the term brokenness in a sure. sense that uh the, the, that this man has and it really interprets in this he's a servant of a
2: servant of the Lord and uh, we're so blessed to have yeah harold and others like him and to have his background i mean yes he went to a commercial building in Minneapolis and we were asked can you gut and rebuild this for free in two weeks and i remember harold walking to me and say steve not a chance in the world he really? goes it would take a construction company four to six months to do what we want to do in two weeks really you know i'm I'm like, Harold, you got to believe brother. He goes, believe I've been doing this, Steve, for 45 years. Yeah. And I said, yeah. well, you know, if God's in this, God's got a plan. And we show up Mike and and Harold alluded to this, but he didn't go deeply and I won't either, but we had a hurdle, a major hurdle. Okay. Something was supposed to be done before we got there. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. And now Harold has to pivot. He mm. has to adjust. Now in the flesh, Harold's a little frustrated because we were told it would be at, Done. at right. this point, and right. it wasn't. But when you do disaster relief, and when you do what we do, you better expect the unknown right. to happen because that's what happens. Mm. And so I've watched Harold grow as a leader. So I saw him, you know, and you could tell, you know me pretty good. You know when I'm getting a little excited about something and vice versa. Sure. Uh, you know, Harold was getting a little excited because in his mind, it now endangered the project. mm you know what Harold did over the next two weeks and then go home and come back for another week to lead volunteers, to get the project done because of a delay that really wasn't under our control? I watched him learn, and I watched him grow. He was a very good leader mm. day number one. He has turned into an exceptional leader on day number 21.
0: Sure, sure. You know, Stephen. you know in leadership, um... Nothing goes the way you planned it. What not? Yeah. Sometimes it does.
2: I'm but, rolling uh, my eyes because you, 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 you and I, gotta, we know, man, we know.
0: But see, it, this is hard to understand, but at the other other side of it, it's the best thing to walk through. Sure. When it's out of your control, you really see God come in. You really see how God moves and operates and how he uses you. Uh, and how and, and you can never see it any other way. For that... I'm sorry, I won't think of childbirth for that short time of pain. Sure. The next day you got a beautiful yeah. a young baby. Yes. And so it's tough, but you gotta walk through those times. But here it is. God will walk you through this when you think that you can't do it anymore. Uh, you lean on his strength, you lean on his word, you lean on prayer, you lean on people he brings in your life to give you and help maybe give you an example of a previous experience, uh somebody that spoke into your life. You're gonna remember that and continue to go forward. Wow, I
2: I, I love his story, Mike, of when he showed up on day number one of his first mission trip with Eight Days of Hope. Here's a contractor, of 45 years' experience. (laughs) Did you hear what he said? Yeah, I didn't write it down, but you know, I'm 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 going to go down there and show out. I'm going to show them how to do this. Right? I mean, I wanted to say Harold. Up to that point, we'd already rebuilt 4,000 homes, so we had got some things figured out. Sure, we're imperfect. I get it, but but I love what's happened to his heart. Not that it was a hardened heart. That's right. But he was looking at it through the flesh. Sometimes we need to look at, through the eyes of our Father. Hmm. He's got this. We don't yes. have to have it all figured out.
0: That's right. But just something in his character, and this is part of the character of Christ that we need, there was a humility and an openness. Ooh. And uh, that, hey, I know yeah. how to do this, but still there's an element,
2: I could learn more.
0: Yeah. And that's what we need.
2: You know, we didn't ask him, and I wanted to, is how is it to lead volunteers who have less skill, with a capital L, and, you know we don't there's no volunteers with no skills, but there are some volunteers that show yes. up and they right. sign up to do go do drywall and that's the first day of picking up drywall mm-hmm. and sometimes it's easier and quicker to do it yourself than show someone else to do it we We got to ask them next time because sometimes that's hard for me to do, yeah, you know, oh, even absolutely. at home on the computer, right let me just do it let me let me take yeah. care of it yeah, no, teach me how to do it, so I yes. don't have to bother you anymore that's right, honey, and I'll say, <laughs> yes, Charmaine. <laughs>
0: You're learning well oh. as a husband.
2: <laughs> Thirty-six years, brother. I'm still oh, learning. My. I'm still learning. Oh man, big week coming up. Busy, busy. I mean, one more week, man. We're in May, just like oh, that. This is going fast. It this is year. year, fast.
0: Seemed like we just got through the holidays. I know it's we're going into May, but it, it, it's these days are going by fast. They and, are. and I'm looking forward to May. It's our anniversary. Oh, okay. uh, good. How many month. years? So, um, say forty-four years. Wow. Yeah. That's a long uh, time. She's put up with an awful lot with me. I'm so grateful.
2: <laughs> no, man, you married up. She married up too. Yeah. And uh well, good good for you. Hey, uh, we're going to be we're going to have a busy 2021. We know a pandemic is is we're still in the middle of it, and we are doing things a little bit differently, but if you want to sign up for our email alerts, go to our website 8daysofhope.com. I'm going to really push our social media tags today. If you're on social media, I promise you every day we don't post. But check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And that's one of the ways we can get some of the stories out, these God-sized stories of the mission field. So you can like, share, comment, but also you'll be in the loop of kind of what we're doing when you sign up for our email alerts or on our social media sites. Um, you know, we look back at Alabama. It's kind of in our mm-hmm. rearview mirror now, sure. and yet there's families in Birmingham that still, yes, their trees have been cleaned up. They've got a tarp on the roof. But Mike, we got to continue to pray for these families. Absolutely, the flood, the families that their homes got flooded in Kentucky, those in Texas with the the pipes that have busted. You know, we were down there, Mike, for almost six, mm-hmm. seven weeks. Sure, and and we could have been down there for a year.
0: Well, that's the thing. When once we leave an area, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, hopefully, you stay in contact with some of the homeowners. Um, you know, I would say even go back to our, our YouTube channel and see some of the stories. Oh, yes. and it'll remind you of what where we've been, what's been going on, and it'll remind you to pray for the families that are still uh, recovering for years.
2: If you're encouraged by what you've heard today, and you want to sow into the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, we have partners. They're on our website. Some of them include Renaissance Bank, uh, the Schumacher Foundation out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, our friends at Grace Church and Covenant Church in Texas and others. Uh, but you can sow into the ministry. Those partners cover our fixed costs. So when you sow into the ministry, 100% of your donation goes to the front lines. It doesn't go to a salary or a light or a truck or fuel. And you can do that online at 8daysofhope.com. You can make a one-time donation or you can become a monthly partner. And that's so important. Mm. These disasters happen right. all the time. We don't raise monies. We just go. We know God's going to provide. He's Jehovah Jireh. But you can provide and help us make that happen by making a donation online. Or you can mail a check to P.O. Box 3208, P.O. Box 3208, Tupelo, Mississippi, 38803. Father, we just thank you for Mm, today. We thank you for Harold, Mm -hmm. for his heartbeat, for the brokenhearted, for his passion, Father to use his gifts to lead other volunteers Mm -hmm. with eight days of hope. Father, bless him and Michelle. Bless him as he travels uh, this upcoming week. Father, we just want to thank you for an opportunity to serve Mm. those in Alabama, in Texas, Kentucky, and elsewhere Mm -hmm. this year already. But Father, I just pray that you open up the doors you want us to walk through Mm. and very quickly shut the doors that you don't want us to walk through. That's right. Father, I just pray that we continue to be a humble ministry. Help us, Lord, to remember it's not about us or even the name of the ministry, but it's about you, Mm. your son. That's right. What you did for us. Mm. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus. Yes. For what he means to Mike and I and others. Mm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Great prayer. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Thank you guys out there for listening. I want to thank our listeners in the uh, beautiful state of Pennsylvania. couple gave us a shout-out this week. And also, Indiana. We've got some uh, followers that follow us every week in the Hoosier State. Really? Like, you've like? you been in Indiana.
0: I have. It's a good Hoosier, Hoosier State. <laughs> You're I mean, like, what's a Hoosier? Yeah. That's a
2: whole other story <laughs> for another day. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike and Mike, we'll see you next Saturday.
0: Looking forward to it, my I friend. I
2: hope so, brother. Uh, stay safe. Um, thank you for joining us want to thank American Family Radio for broadcasting in 200 cities WDCX in Western New York and Southern Ontario for being an amazing partner and the producer of this show. You've been listening to Hope Reigns as a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope.